This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Guilty. 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 All rise for the jury. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Wednesday, April 21st, the day after a jury convicted former police officer Derek Chauvin of murder and the death of George Floyd. Today's one big thing, the verdict. We'll take you through what happened and what we're thinking about the morning after, with Chauvin's sentencing, reaction from Minnesota to Washington, D.C., and where the country goes from here. I would not call today's verdict justice, however, because justice implies true restoration. But it is accountability. What's his name? George Floyd! George Floyd! America, let's lean into this moment. Wow. Guilty on all charges. The person that comes to my mind is 1955. And to me, he was the first George Floyd. Mm. That, was, that was Emma Till. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Today, we are able to breathe again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Voices from yesterday in Minneapolis, including at the end there, George Floyd's brother, Philonis. Tori Van Oot and Nick Halter are with Axios in the Twin Cities. I spoke with them a few hours after the verdict was announced. Tori, this was decisive and swift. It was. After weeks of testimony, right, hearing from 45 witnesses, this group of 12 local jurors, which was, you know, a very diverse pool of jurors reflective of the community here, deliberated for about 10 hours, and they returned guilty verdicts on all three counts uh, in this case. It was tense to watch this in D.C. What's it like in Minneapolis right now? The early mood has been celebration. People have been celebrating in the streets uh, downtown at George Floyd Square where where George Floyd died. But there's also a little bit of a pause in a moment to say that this isn't the end for a lot of people. This is the beginning of, of a movement of, of reforms. And I think we're also hearing that people want to see it go even farther, but it's important to note that George Floyd's family and activists had said all along that anything short of second-degree murder charges would not be acceptable to them. They say that true justice in this case would be George Floyd being alive, but since he's not, under the circumstances, that is what they wanted. And that is what they got. And it's very, it's still very rare for a conviction to be delivered against a police officer in a misconduct case. That was pretty significant for people to see. And Nick, to your point, this isn't over. What comes next? It will be a little bit of a drawn-out sentencing. It'll take two months before Judge Peter Cahill hands down a sentence. The two murder charges each come with recommended guidelines of 12 and a half years sentences, and then the manslaughter conviction comes with four years. He will have some ability to go above those sentences based upon some aggravating factors. 
including the fact that this happened in the presence of children and some other factors like that. So beyond that, it's very highly likely there will be an appeal probably based upon either the fact that the jury wasn't sequestered during the trial and kind of sheltered from media coverage, and then also because of some of the statements that public officials had made during the trial. We also still have on the horizon here the trial of the other three officers who were involved in the arrest that led to George Floyd's death. They are scheduled to go on trial in August, and they're facing lesser charges, but they they will be tried together And many in the community, you know, many lawmakers, many activists are also seeing in the wake of this verdict, the work is not done. And they want to see a bigger focus, a bigger push on police accountability measures in Minneapolis and beyond. And this will continue to play out in the legislatures across the country and here. And also on the ballot, we'll have a big police overhaul measure, most likely on the ballot here in Minneapolis this fall. That's Troy Van Oot, Nick Halter, both of them Axios, Twin Cities reporters. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, Nyla. In 15 seconds, we're back with where we go from here. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to Axios Today. Just after 5 o'clock Eastern time, the world stopped, even the White House. President Biden and Vice President Harris watched from the private dining room, and later they addressed the nation. A measure of justice isn't the same as equal justice. I can't breathe. Those are George Floyd's last words. We can't let those words die with him. This can be a moment of significant change. Margaret Hell of his Axios' White House and Politics Managing Editor, Russell Contreras is Axios' Race and Justice Reporter, and both are with us now from D.C. At the end of his speech, just as he was walking away, President Biden said this could be a moment of significant change. Margaret, do you think that's the case? It could be, Nyla. There's legislation in Congress. There's pressure for Congress to act. The question is, just because it could be, will it be? You need bipartisan support to do almost anything big in the Senate. And the irony, the sort of tragic political irony of what everyone saw as the right outcome. I mean, this was the outcome politically that many in Washington hoped for. But the truth is that if it had been the other outcome, there would have been this irresistible pressure for change. Nobody could have said no to that. Now people can say, look, the system works. Uh, This was about one uh, bad apple and justice was served. And that could make it much harder to tackle some of these big issues like qualified immunity for police, uh, the major aspects of bias in policing, not just the idea of ending chokeholds, but what about ending no-knock raids? What our colleagues Kadia Goba and Elena Trine were hearing in the immediate moments after the verdict inside the halls of Congress was, number one, relief, and number two, some thoughts from both sides of the aisle that this would probably actually make it harder to get transformational legislation passed. Russ, what are you hearing from civil rights leaders and activists about this moment? Well, activists were doing a combination of things, both relief and also motivation. They felt that this was not a bad apple who fell off the tree. 
this was a systemic problem. So, folks, we're saying this verdict needed to happen and the officer needed to be found guilty, but the systemic problems still exist. This was an unusual case where the police officers testified against one of their former colleagues. That does not happen. And these activists say these systemic problems exist, they remain, so more work needs to be done. Russ, what strikes you the most about this moment? You know, it's interesting. I was on a plane from Dallas to D.C., and I'm watching this verdict next to an African-American woman who's watching too as well. She got very emotional in watching it. And after I talked to her, I, I, I had a conversation. She said, look, I'm a black mother of two black men, a uh, 22-year-old and a 17-year-old. I feel hopeful. I'm still scared for my sons and their interaction with police. But at least with this verdict, I feel hopeful. And even then, she broke down again. Now, I've seen verdicts like this in the past, and I've seen this hope. The problem is, will this continue to transcend our moment, or there will be just one moment in time that we'll forget the next day? It's easy for all of us who cover politics to go straight to the question of, so what's going to happen now? What's Congress going to do? Has this changed anything? But if you just take a step back as an American and think about what we all watched there's just no denying that it was a moment. It is a moment. It is a turning point. It was a massive departure from what people have come to expect in this country. And I think that act and the year's worth of activism that have led up to it have absolutely galvanized the country and created a change. It may not be an instant political change, but politicians usually follow people. People don't usually follow politicians. And I think this is a moment where the American justice system, the American policing system, and the American people all resoundingly had an opinion about what justice meant. And that probably means that politicians will follow, even if it isn't in three weeks from now or sometime this year. And I think that's worth taking note of in this moment. Margaret Talib is Axios' White House and politics managing editor. And Russell Contreras is our race and justice reporter. Margaret, Russell, thank you. Thanks, Nyla. Thanks, Nyla. One last note. About half an hour before the Chauvin verdict was read, there was a police-involved shooting in Columbus, Ohio. A 15-year-old girl, Micaiah Bryant, was pronounced dead at the hospital less than an hour later. Mayor Andrew Ginther urged calm, but protesters gathered outside the Columbus Police Department last night. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.